Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Before we get into today's special episode, wherein I interview Sarah Barrett of Vectorworks, I have a question for everybody. What if your boss asks you to put together the CAD details for your firm's next project? What is your next step? Is it to use a basic internet search only to find outdated or incompatible details? Grabbing the details from the last project and hoping they fit? There's an easier, faster, less stressful way to get the information you need. ArcCat.com. ArcCat is the number one most used website for finding building product information, and it has over 15,000 CAD details based on real manufacturers' products. Use their powerful search engine to find the right files for your project. Best of all, it's free. You don't even have to register. Just go to ArcCat.com. That's A R C A T.com and start building better content today. Welcome to another special episode of Inside the Firm. With the, at the, we're at the AIA 2019 conference in Las Vegas. I'm here with Sarah Barrett, Senior Architect, Project Product Specialist at Vectorworks, Inc. Sarah brings more than a decade of experience as an architect and graphic designer, as well as professional expertise in the field of parametric modeling. To her, uh, to her role as a Senior Architect Project Specialist at Vectorworks, Inc., in addition to serving as an architectural expert and BIM specialist for the company, Sarah create, helps create best practices for Marionette, the integrated algorithmic modeling tool in Vectorworks software. She also leads webinars and web shops, uh, workshops on a variety of industry topics and develops materials to help customers improve their workflows and design processes. Sarah has a Master's of Architecture from the University of Michigan, Go Wolverines, and a Bachelor's of Architecture and Architectural Studies from Brown University. Sarah, welcome to Inside the Firm. Why don't you kick us off by telling us a little bit about more about what led you to work for Vectorworks, Inc.? Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, I actually got recruited by Vectorworks because uh, I had experience with algorithmic modeling tools, specifically Grasshopper. And in 2015, uh, Vectorworks was developing its algorithmic modeling tool, Marionette. And so they found me on LinkedIn and and asked me to apply for a job, and the rest is history. That's the, you, hear, you, hear, you heard it there, ladies and gentlemen. Get your LinkedIn together. Get your life together on LinkedIn, right? Exactly. It works. People find you. Uh, people actually sometimes reach out to me and say, do you want a job? And I'm like, I don't think my business partner would like that very much. And then they laugh. Um, so that's awesome. Very cool. So was, yeah. was your experience the Grasshopper... I was all in college, right? And you yes. just put that on there and said, I, I just know what I'm doing. Did you have like product, like uh, examples of, of your work on there or anything like that? Or was it just... No, it was just part of my resume as something that I'd done in college. Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, tell us more about Vectorworks because I'll be honest with you, we're Revit <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Diversity is good. Uh, so tell us more about Vectorworks, what it is and how it's currently being utilized in the architecture community, please. 
So Vectorworks is a BIM software. We're a direct competitor of Revit, but we are designed around an architect's design process. So it's a very flexible software. It allows you to go from concept to completion all in one space. Uh, you can do push-pull modeling like SketchUp. You can do NURBS modeling like Rhino. Uh, we have a the Parasolid modeling engine, which is the same modeling engine that SolidWorks uses. So we have True Solids modeling as well. Uh, all these tools, as well as BIM tools, such as your typical tools that you would expect in a BIM software. And we are also we were first created on the Mac platform. Oh. So we are now cross-platform. Uh, we have the same software for either Mac or Windows, but we have always prided ourselves on our graphics capabilities. And uh, so we not only can you build a full BIM model in Vectorworks, but you can create your your drawings, your presentation boards, and get really, really good drawings extracted from your model. Do you mean like renderings? Yes, we do so have a rendering photo, engine. What's the, what's the rendering engine behind it? It is the uh, same rendering engine as Cinema 4D. Okay. And then um, we also have opportunities. We have uh, a plugin for Live Sync with Lumion for those who are Lumion users. Yep, we've had a few, we've had we've had we had one. We teach at CU Boulder, so we've had uh, one class to use Lumion. It was insanely incredible. Um, it's a the, really the impressive The realism is, is pretty pretty incredible. Yeah. When did you graduate? I graduated in 2012. Okay, I graduated in 2008, and so in 2000, when I think about what we had to do in 3D, the pains we had to go through with 3ds Max to do um, photorealistic rendering compared to what the what people can do now with like Enscape or you know in your case Vectorworks and Lumion, it's like light years difference. Yes. Well, the thing I remember the problem in school was my I was taught a workflow where I used Rhino to create my model and then Illustrator to create my drawings, so. I had no way to, you know, change, update my drawings automatically from the model. It was it was such a tedious process to go back and forth. So if I had had a software that would have let me model like that in school, and then also extract drawings and have create good presentations, that would have been something I yeah no it sounds like would have liked to have had. Well, I really like that idea of one stop shop. I mean, that's one of the things. That's one of the things we've always, that's what's drawn us to just BIM, you know, in general, is yes. that if you can streamline everything down to one piece of software, and honestly, even maybe even get a, get rid of Photoshop, that's not only is going to save your firm money, it's going to make your pipeline for your workflow better. Um, so that that's amazing. The big thing that I, said that I heard so far that maybe separates Vectorworks from Revit is the, the capability for uh, organic shapes just yes. in there. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Like, I mean, how does it work for like a parabolic surface? So, uh, as I said, it has a, um, it has the Parasolid uh, NURBS modeling engine. So it is true NURBS as, um, and what as is, well as. Is it, what does NURBS mean? Isn't, this, isn't it an acronym for something? So NURBS is non-uniform rational B-spline. Boom, she got it. <laughs> <laughs> And um, most people are familiar with NURBS through Rhino. Rhino is yep. a, a pure NURBS modeling software. And I mean, it's it does amazing NURBS things. Uh, but it also, it allows you, in, in Rhino, it allows you to model things that can't actually exist. Like you can actually fold surfaces or curves in on each other. Oh. And it lets you do that. 
So that's the, the kind of the biggest difference between their NURBS modeling engine and ours is. And yours doesn't allow that to happen. It doesn't right? allow that. It, it, Which makes it, sense it, because you're going to want to build this thing at the end of the day. You need a certain amount of reality yeah, to your model. A certain yeah. amount of reality. I like yeah. that. Vectorworks. It's yeah. a certain amount of reality. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> if that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, very cool. So, um, who, what kind of, you know, for an architect like myself, where we're doing, uh, we have a small firm. It's seven people. Um, we're doing. I wouldn't say we're doing traditional work um, in the sense that it's like craftsman, but traditional work in the sense that it's planar. Mm -hmm. uh, every once in a while, we'll do a, maybe a curvy wall or something like that. Do you find that your con that your clients or the people that pick up Vectorworks more are, are the bigger firms that are doing bigger stuff? You know, like is that was that true or not, or is it like you guys capturing everybody up and down from one person all the way up to Gensler? Well, we we do have a, a full range. I mean, the majority of architecture firms in this country are very small. I mean. It's mostly, you know, one to ten is, is the typical number of architects in a firm. And so that, that's the majority of our clients in this country. Uh, we also have a, a large market share in Europe and Japan. And um, a lot of uh, the, our bigger firms, uh, our bigger clients are, are in those countries. Um, but we, we like to consider ourselves a design software foremost and a BIM software as, as kind of the bonus to it. Um, we want an architect to actually feel like they can use the software to design what they want to design. And then the BIM is just getting the information they need out of the out of the model they create. Instead of having to follow a very specific workflow in order to use the software, the idea is that you you work in it the way that yeah. you you want to work. Yeah. My uh, exactly. So you don't have to go out like I, I know people still love to sketch and they maybe still do some physical models and stuff like that. But the when you describe when you talk about staying within that workflow for uh, people of our generation, right? So so millennials and then now probably Gen Z that's coming on the back heels of that is and even some of the Gen X people is I think um, we're okay, especially millennials with like we're just gonna stay in the computer. Yeah. Like we don't have to go like yes, we can still sketch on the fly and those sort of things. Um, and that's okay. Like my professors used to call, we used to call some of them like pencil Nazis <laughs> because they insisted on doing the pencils. Yeah. And then that's actually the name, the name of our company is uh, F9 Productions. And, and it was kind of, it's a half joke because in 3ds Max, you would hit the F9 key and that was the hot key for rendering. And so then we said, all we have is F9 Productions. We don't have any built work. Um, <laughs> so anyway, and then they, we used to joke like they would think like, oh, you just talk to your mouse and it makes a building. It doesn't work like that at all, does it? Um, so, okay. Um, well, how has, um, so can you share with us, like, do you have a, can, is there any firm or project that you've helped with that is a, like a favorite success story um, in Vectorworks? Something where it's like, I don't think they could have done this without Vectorworks. Well, uh, the project that we have as our 2019 signature project is uh, it's called the Villanova Icon, and it is one of the first high-rises in Paris since they recently passed the law of allowing buildings up to 50 meters. And um, so it's a mixed-use building, uh, but mostly apartments on the upper stories. And it's uh, the the wonderful thing about it is that um, it was it was done actually with a mostly 2D workflow. 
and they were able to to use uh, Vectorworks in that kind of 2D process, and then we were able to actually help them uh, take the model into a BIM workflow, all in the same software, and help teach them how to convert their 2D modeling or 2D drafting workflow into a 3D modeling BIM workflow, all using the same. They software. cut their teeth on a skyscraper learning Vectorworks. <laughs> no, no, no. They've been using Vectorworks, Vectorworks oh, okay. for a long time, but they've yeah. been using it in mostly Just 2D Just the 2D way. Oh, yes. okay. So they were able to, but the, the great thing was is they've been wanting to transition to BIM. So we use this project as a training resource for them to get them to start understanding BIM workflows with a project that they were very familiar with because they designed it themselves. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, so kind of on the on the lines of, I was going to ask this question later, but I kind of feel like it's we should ask it now. Um, when it, when Because it, we already mentioned, you know, when I was in college and you were in college. So how do you think technology um, has changed how young architects are being taught to approach design problems? Well, I think it's it's really allowed students to actually spend more time on design because with students being so much more savvy when it comes to technology as well as the technology technology tools improving it's less time in production less time uh, trying to just get something up on the wall so the idea that you can use these tools to really uh, test your designs specifically algorithmic modeling tools uh, allow someone to really run the gamut of all the different opportunities that they could have with a design uh, by automating the process. Have you heard from any faculty though, kind of along the lines of like what I was saying earlier, any pushback to that of like, no, they still need to sketch or is it just been, or, or, or is everybody kind of over that hump do you feel like? I think they are over the hump of the of, of sketching, but I do notice, uh, I do a lot of work with, um, with, with students in universities and there a lot of it's hard to to bring new softwares and new technologies into schools because if the professor didn't have any exposure to it they want to teach what they know and so there is um there is the the issue of of comfort with new technologies for for educators that i think would be you could see there'd be a huge improvement in in that once we get more people a little bit further yeah. yeah, you need more professors my age and our age yeah. in, in there. Yeah, yeah. We ins we actually the course we teach is sort of like a Renaissance course. They do, but it's like one week of sketching, uh, one week of hand drafting. You're into Revit after that. Just you're into Revit, and we're mm -hmm. just done with it. Like yes, you have your base. You know, appreciate appreciate that you don't have to do those things. Utilize Revit or, or, or another BIM software, right? I think mm -hmm. that that would be super helpful. Um, okay, great. Uh, what do you, is there anything on the horizon for Vectorworks? Any upcoming improvements, software updates that you can share with us? Uh, anything in beta testing? Uh, we, uh, we put out a new version every year. Um, I, I can't tell you exactly what we have coming out this year. We okay. haven't released that information, but I, I, I am very excited about this release. Uh, our last release saw a lot of improvements in uh, in drawing creation with um, a new data tag tool and um, creating new 2D components for hybrid objects. And this, this version is uh, a lot more data-driven, uh, a lot of new ways to organize your data and, and new data tools. Very cool. Well, 
Once you can tell us, that would be awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on you guys. Um, all right, well, switching gears sort of out of Vectorworks and just with some general questions that I've been asking everybody at the convention, and I, I, wanna, I, I just want to hear kind of the... I'm trying to get a flavor or a feeling of what the consensus is on these um, from the general population um, because, you know, this is a, this is a highly technological industry and we are integrating more and more and more as we've been talking about on this podcast. So with the exponential gr growth of technology we've seen in the last century, it seems that automation is inevitable. Are you at all worried that we will lose the architecture profession or other professions to automation? I am not worried. Uh, I think that automation can help improve efficiency as far as workflow and could actually improve the total workflow of a building from concept to actual construction. I think if automation is focused on that area, then it'll be a huge boon to the industry. But I don't think we'll ever lose the necessity of having an architect actually designing a space. Having a human interaction with the client, getting an understanding of what the space needs to be, I don't think that could ever really be automated. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that because I'm an architect and so are you. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Uh, last one. So 3D printing was expected to transform architecture and construction, but uptake of it has been slow. Once the technology has been adopted, how do you see architects adopting it, and will it usher back in the architect as master developer? Master builder, master builder. Well, I, I think it is very similar to most uh, technologies. I think we are, in general, as a profession, a little slow to uh, uptake new technologies. The one thing I think I could see as far as uh, bringing the architect back into the master builder would be, this would be an opportunity for architects to innovate construction processes because 3D printing would offer a completely new way to construct a building than traditional methods. So if we do take those reins and, and try to help innovate those processes, then yes, I think that could be a possibility. Yeah, I hope so because I think, you know, one thing that always architects are always up against is, let's say we make the curvy, swervy, cool facade, and then you have a contractor come in and go, no, or, you know, it's not going to happen, or the budget's too high. Value engineering. You value engineering, yes, the dreaded value engineering, VE. And all of a sudden, an architect has a machine over here, and we go, no, we got it, we got it covered. Don't mm -hmm. even worry about that. We just got that part of the cupboard. It might be like a compartmentalizing approach to it right where we start to take these pieces and take care of them and then the commodity you know the, the art part of it is still in our realm and then the commodity part of it is in their realm yeah at least that's my hope so well thank you so much for coming on inside the firm today sarah where can people follow you and get in touch with vectorworks and how could they how could they start the purchase process so uh, if you go to vectorworks.net slash architect you can download a free trial and uh, see more stories, uh, inspiration stories, uh, success stories of our, our clients. Uh, we have a blog, Planet Vectorworks, as well as multiple social media channels where you can see uh, all that we're doing at Vectorworks. Awesome, thanks so much for being on. Thank you for having me.